Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Here's a quote from President Ronald Reagan. When a child loses his parents, they're called an orphan. When a spouse loses her or his partner, they're called a widow or widower. When parents lose their child, there isn't a word to describe them. This month recognizes the loss so many parents experience across the United States and around the world. It's also meant to inform and provide resources for parents who have lost children due to miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy, molar pregnancy, stillbirths, birth defects, SIDS, and other causes. One in four pregnancies end in loss. If you or someone you care about has lost a child to stillbirth, miscarriage, SIDS, or any other cause at any point during pregnancy or infancy, please join us in raising awareness this month because October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. In 1988, President Ronald Reagan proclaimed October as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Tragically, approximately a million pregnancies yearly in the United States end in early pregnancy loss, stillbirth, or the death of a newborn child. In October, Share Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support will host several events to honor and remember all those sweet babies that have gone far too soon. These events include the Wave of Light Remembrance Service and the annual Share Walk for Remembrance and Hope in St. Louis, Missouri, along with several chapter walks across the nation. The loss of a child stays with parents, friends, and family members forever, but it can be challenging for others to truly understand the emotional and physical impact. Events across the country take place each October and help people to better emphasize and support parents on their journey of hope. Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month enables us to consider how, as individuals and communities, we can meet the needs of bereaved parents and family members and work to prevent causes of these problems. Early pregnancy loss, stillbirth, infant loss, sadly, these are deeply painful experiences that many families face daily, but they receive little attention. It may be hard to talk about, but the more open we are, the better we can serve bereaved parents. Early pregnancy loss is the most common type of loss. According to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, studies reveal that anywhere from 10 to 25% of all clinically recognized pregnancies will end in early pregnancy loss. When fetal death occurs after 20 weeks of pregnancy, it's called a stillbirth. These tragic deaths occur in 1 in 160 pregnancies. Millions of mothers and fathers don't know where to turn for grieving support after losing a child. Bereaved families long for ways to honor their deceased babies. And October is nationally recognized as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. As an adoption community... 
we need to make sure that we are supporting all facets of life. Birth mothers are experiencing pregnancy and they too take part in the national statistics of one in four. One in four babies is lost to miscarriage or stillbirth. By spreading awareness, we can not only help women that experience this loss along with their partners, but we can help the adoptive families as well. Because in an adoption situation, not only is the birth mother grieving for the loss of her baby, but the adoptive family is grieving for the loss of the baby that they believe is going to be theirs. So you do not just have one or two people grieving for the loss. You have three or four people grieving for the loss of this baby. Today in the podcast, we're going to go over what the awareness is trying to educate people, what the goals of the nationally recognized campaign is, uh, the foundations that support the campaign behind trying to spread the awareness. And this is an exceedingly tough topic for myself. Um, Ron, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, but this is a tough topic. Yeah. And and it's very personal to both of us. We've both been well, again, I shouldn't speak for you, but we, Lisa and I have been through this and it and I still have, hurts I to have, this day. Right. It does. It does. It, it's a pain that doesn't ever go away. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we can talk about that as, as we get into this. I, I hope that our listeners can take away whether you're a birth mom or an adoptive family or whether you're just somebody who believes in adoption and is listening to the podcast, that this is a really important subject. In 2020, this is still a topic that is not openly spoken about. I can tell you from my experience, myself included, this is not something that uh, is something that is brought up. It is something that has been under wraps for, for a long time with many, many people. And that's why I think Uh, Former President Ronald Reagan was so amazing when he took the steps to make this an awareness month, this topic, because it's bringing light to darkness that wasn't there before. When we're going through this, we're acknowledging that the loss is on behalf of both the birth parents and the adoptive parents. As you stated in the article that you had read, Uh, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists revealed that anywhere between 10 to 25% of all clinically recognized pregnancies will end in early pregnancy loss. And that's clinically recognized. So that's not even recognizing the pregnancies that existed before you went to the doctor. Or, you know, we have these these, uh, pregnancy tests that are so accurate that when you're taking them, Early on, you know, if you if your period is a day late, um, sometimes even before that, a day or two, and you get a positive result, and then the pregnancy doesn't proceed. If we're recognizing ten to twenty five percent, there's so many more possibilities that, uh, you know, I read statistics where doctors are speculating, and this is just a speculation. It could be as high as as one to two. Meaning, um, I'm sorry, 50% is what they're saying. Um, And if that's the case, that's, you know, that's scary and that's hard and that's, that's devastating. So the way that miscarriage and stillbirth are defined are, again, there's a gray area somewhat. 
In the United States, a pregnancy loss before 20 weeks of pregnancy is still referred to as a miscarriage. Stillbirth refers to the loss of the baby after 20 weeks. But worldwide, not all doctors agree on these terms. For example, the World Health Organization recommends a stillbirth be defined as a baby born with no signs of life at or after 28 weeks gestation. So again, it's so hard when when the parameters are not clearly defined. Mm -hmm. And I would say that for a lot of women and men, it may be uncomfortable to talk about miscarriages or stillbirths. I know that for me, it was very uncomfortable because I felt as as a mom carrying a baby, you know, the first thing you think of, the first thing I thought of was, what did I do wrong? You know, did I have too much caffeine? Did I, did I not rest enough? Should I not have gone for that long walk? Like you start second guessing everything that you've done and, and then, you know, you, you blame yourself and it's, you go through those, those stages of grief that we've talked about so many times. And, you know, I felt like a failure every time you know, when I had a miscarriage, I, and I have had multiple. So I, I felt like a failure. And when I would disclose to people that I had had a miscarriage, I, I did, I felt like I'm walking up to somebody and telling them, Hey, I just failed and I lost my baby. Mm-hmm. And that was so hard. I was always careful. Um, you know, I have four biological children. I, I never disclosed to more than two or three people that I was pregnant until I was after 13 weeks. And that being said, I still didn't want to go and tell the people that knew that I was pregnant that I had lost the baby. And mind you, nobody ever said anything that was judgmental or hurtful. Mm-hmm. It was just, as a mother, I felt like I had failed my baby. And it was really hard to accept. And I, I had similar feelings. It wasn't, obviously, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's because I did this wrong or did that wrong during the pregnancy. I personally got a little deeper into it. And I wondered if it wasn't kind of a punishment for past decisions, and, you know, speaking specifically about uh, the abortion that I partook in. And so I blamed myself in a lot of ways. I thought, well, maybe this is kind of God saying, you didn't want the first one. You don't get this one. I totally get where you're coming from because I, I haven't had an abortion, but I've made past decisions that I wish I had done differently. And, and you do wonder, like, is this just coming back at me? Is this karma uh-huh. in her worst right. day? And, you know, birth mothers will, will, will talk to me and, and tell me, like, I lost the baby. Is it because I was going to place the baby for adoption? Like, was that the wrong choice? Did the baby not feel like I loved the baby enough? Mm-hmm. Was it because I wasn't bonded with the baby? Like, how, what did I do? What was wrong? What was, and it's so incredibly hard to to not wonder and judge yourself and, and process it when the studies say that most of the time, almost all of the time, when, when you have a miscarriage, it's nothing that you did. It's not daily life. It, there was something either genetically or something wrong. And, and that's why the baby didn't make it. And hearing that, 
you know, as a mom who, who has had miscarriages, that really doesn't make you feel any, it didn't make me feel any better. No, not necessarily make you feel better, but it just even in reading these statistics now and realizing that a quarter of pregnancies or maybe more end in miscarriages or stillbirths, it, it really kind of shined a light on it for me because I had no idea. I've never talked to other people about our miscarriage or anybody else's. You, it, again, and maybe this October being awareness month for it, it will shine a light on it continually, you know, year after year, more and more people will understand that it wasn't something you did. It This is something that does happen, unfortunately, quite often. And maybe that will relieve some of the guilt feelings that people have as far as their decisions, their lifestyles, other things like that, that it probably wasn't anything you did. Right. The other thing that I hope that the awareness campaign accomplishes is I know when I, when I lost the babies, I I felt very alone. Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, it was so hard to look at other pregnant women. It was so hard to hear that somebody else got pregnant. It was so hard to, to look at a newborn Mm -hmm. and, you know, when you lose the baby, you're, you're, your dreams for that baby die right along with the baby. You know, your hopes, your plans, the future that you have in your head projected all the way out through college and grandkids and, and all of that is, is gone. Yeah. And before people started talking about it and it becoming more, you know, more studies came out and, and this awareness is, is being pushed. I think that the unrecognized pain that, that, moms and dads go through, whether, like I said, they're in an adoption situation or not, is is almost unfathomable. I mean, the the torture, the mental torture that I know I put myself through when I would lose the baby. And then the silence that I would keep myself because I didn't go out and talk to people or tell people. I think it was just a way of maybe punishing myself that I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, in my opinion, walk out and say, yeah, I failed. Like I, I did something wrong, but I lost the baby and that's just, it's really hard. It's, yeah. it's really hard. And I was always so worried that I would have a miscarriage. Like I said, even with my first one, I was so worried that I just wouldn't tell anybody till after 13 weeks that didn't make it any better. Right. It didn't, it didn't change anything. Um, so in looking at, you know, all the research that, that we've done for the podcast, I found so much comfort in knowing that I'm not alone. And if you sit down and you talk with women who've had multiple children or one child, even a lot of them have been the one in four. I think everybody feels a little bit better when they know they're not alone. Absolutely. So when we're silent about perinatal loss, we send the message that there's no space for mourning Um, leaving adoptive families and birth families isolated and alone in their grief. And so one of the goals of the Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month is breaking that silence and stigma surrounding pregnancy and infant loss. This month is meant to honor the millions, and I mean millions, of families who've experienced loss through miscarriage, stillbirth, or even infant death. It's so hard. This is such a hard topic. And Ron, because you and I, 
we'll talk to the end of the day about how we believe in life and we want to preserve it at all costs. This is, is something that, that we can't fix. Right. And even though we can't fix it, I think we still have the opportunity to help people through a process that is of no choice of their own. Right. And through no fault of their own, especially. Right. So they're saying that one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage and approximately 1% of pregnancies end in stillbirth. That's a high enough number that 1% people say, oh, that's, that's not a big number. That's not, it's one out of every hundred. Right. That's a lot of babies. There are no right words to say to an adoptive family or a birth mother when they lose the baby but there are wrong words and we're going to talk about that in the next podcast, but there are so many amazing ways to honor the loss of your baby, a family member's baby, the baby you planned on adopting a friend's baby, or maybe even the loss of a baby who may have grown up to be the next president of the United States or the next doctor that cures cancer. So some of the ways that you can participate in helping spread awareness so that moms and dads out there who've lost a baby know that they're not alone. You can participate in the International Wave of Light campaign, and that's where you light a candle at 7 p.m. on October 15th. There are three hashtags that you can use to share photos, and we'll put that up on our uh, Facebook page and all of our social media. So if you have lost a baby and you want to hashtag um, and share a photo, you can do that. Uh, You can join a walk or remembrance activity on October 15th. You can go to counseling if you're Um, somebody who's lost a baby, or you can join a support group. And there is an amazing uh, website and and services that you can access. So we're going to talk about in the next podcast. But for all you moms and dads out there who have lost a baby to stillbirth or infant death or miscarriage, know that you're not alone. And whether you're in an adopt, you were in an adoption situation or not, we're grieving with you and we're going to help support the awareness. Both Kelly and myself will be participating in the international wave of light campaign in which we'll light a candle at 7 PM on October 15th. We'll put those pictures out on our Facebook page and our website and various other sources, but also we'll be releasing our next episode of birth mother matters in adoption on October 15th in remembrance and solidarity of those who've gone through this kind of tragedy. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains.